He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Socrates. All right, well, welcome back to The Writer's Lens. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto. And uh, the quote that I started off with there, I think, is a, a pretty good precursor to this episode where I'm talking about the seven deadly sins as, a, as it pertains to creative and uh, writing pursuits. And Socrates was a pretty smart guy from, from what I gather. So he seemed like a very fitting person to quote uh, to kind of kick off this episode talking about greed. And greed, as you know, is one of the seven deadly sins. It's probably the one that uh, I think gets talked about the most, especially maybe here in the West, uh, since we are in a capitalist country. Uh, but I'm not going to delve into any political or historical issues of, of capitalism or greed or anything like that, because uh, greed in and of itself is a sin. Okay, the love of the things you can do with money is, is, is uh, sinful or bad. But this episode is all about creativity and our pursuits and our, our own writing ventures. And how does greed play into that, really? Now, I've, I've covered envy and gluttony so far. And those were two that I, I really enjoyed kind of unpacking a bit. But when it comes to this concept of greed, and you think about writing books, and uh, which is something that I'm doing, for instance, you know, writing books, greed is probably the one sin that might be easiest to tie to someone who's trying to write a lot of books, right? I mean, because you, you write a book and it gets sold and people pay you for it. And so you can get blinded very quickly by success, by the pursuit of success, uh, just by you know being paid by random strangers for your book for what you've produced, greed is a is the type of sin that can overcome us quite quickly, and it can overcome us in the things that we cherish and that we just treasure the most. And even though we may have had the best intentions with what we had started, uh, becoming greedy about it can ultimately uh, lead us to self destruction. So, with all of that in mind. Let's talk a little bit more about greed. Now, I've I've mentioned a few things already, but but what are some things that you would think of? What are some things that would come to mind when you were to hear the word greed or that someone's being greedy? Well, I, you know, honestly, it goes right back to what I had started off with is that when we think of greed, we think of money. We think of the material wealth, the, the resources that we have to go out and buy something. Uh, so being greedy is that you want more, you just want more, you just want more. And that's really closely related to gluttony, uh, which again, I covered in the last episode. But greed, as we know, is about wealth in some sense. It's about your own personal uh, bank account that you're trying to keep up, that you're trying to be better than everybody else's. So it can, it can seem as though that it's a bit of an internal motivator, but sometimes I almost sense that greed is motivated by more external things. Like you go to someone's house and you see that they have a really nice hot tub or they have really nice stairways or you know the carpet is is freshly pressed and it's clean and or whatever and you go back to your home and you think to yourself what did it take for them to get that you know what will it take for me to to look better in the eyes of of you know my peers or or coworkers or whoever and that could be something that could motivate you to become more greedy, you know, just speaking outside the realm of writing and, and creativity. I often think of the character Ebenezer Scrooge, too. I mean, the most, probably one of the most famous characters around the uh, 
the holiday of Christmas outside of Santa himself, or maybe his, his reindeer, is the character of Scrooge. I mean, he's been done, you know, several, several, several times in pop culture uh, for years and years and years, reimagining after reimagining. But there's one simple thing that is key to his character in every single iteration that comes along, and that is that he's a greedy, greedy man, that he cares more about coins than he does persons. So going forward with that idea (laughs) and trying to tie this to writing, how on earth are we going to to tie in the idea of bragging rights to writing pursuits? Well, I have three today for this episode, so here we go. So number one, writing to only make money. Now, uh, I just got done reading a book which was fantastic called Artists Don't Starve, or Real Artists Don't Starve, excuse me, by Jeff Goins, who is a writer. He's a platform builder. Uh, he's kind of a, a writing coach in his own in his own right. And Jeff has a, has a marvelous voice, I think, for this concept of if you're in the business to make money off your art, you're, you're doing it from the wrong angle, okay? Because we, we do want to get paid for the things that we do. You know, we, we do want there to be some kind of monetary value that comes back to us whenever we've done something, we've produced something, because it's worth something to us, you know, truly. You know, when I write a book and I, and I put it out there into the, the nether realms of internet space, uh, I, I want people to value it like I do. In fact, I want them to take things from it that, you know, I are outside of even what I enjoyed making it. You know, there could be something that, that is inside of my book that inspires someone. Right, like every writer kind of has this, this, this sort of, you know, small voice in a in a sense that's saying, you know, this could help change things. This could make things for the better, in some way. Uh, but again, that's probably a whole other episode. But staying with this idea of wanting to make money off of that inspiration, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're only in it to make money, I, I see this as a detriment to your creativity, honestly, because I, I've seen it be a motivator for me in the past where I've tried to trudge through things and, and then produce them and put them out there with the sole purpose of making some money on the side. And it's kind of a soul-sucking experience, to be completely honest. It's, it's not like it feels dirty or anything, but it just feels like what you've done is not your best work. Okay, you know, you, you do your best work, you know, in some sense when you're not motivated by any of those external things, like I have to make all this money uh, or else I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep publishing books. Now, granted, I understand there are people out there that have probably published something under under the wire, you know, under a deadline, and they they knew they were going to make bank on this, or the, the publisher would have paid them in advance. So I get that, right? But the idea is that we don't make money so we can, you know, um, uh, how does Goins put this? I want to make sure I get him I get him right here with the quote. Coin says that we must make money so that we can create, not create so that we can make more money. And I, I thought that was just a really good way of putting it. You know, we we have to be able to make some money first so that we can give ourselves the freedom to create on the side or perhaps, you know, when we get that downtime or, or however. We're, we don't want to put the pressure on ourselves to create something so that we can make more money, right? Like the, the two motivations are going are gonna to look very different. And they're, and they're going to feel different, and probably what you output is going to be different too uh, when looking at it through that lens. So, so that's the first one. The second one would be taking on too many projects at once. 
And this can be a greedy thing that that I, I think entrepreneurs can do. Uh, you know, folks that are, are writers, uh, you know, trying to do too much at one time. You want to get greedy about it. Now, I've seen a lot of YouTube experts and and folks who have talked about how you have to have seven to eight streams of income in order to become a millionaire, right? Well, well, I'm not trying to be a millionaire overnight, right? Like I, like I don't want to. I don't just want to jump into the deep end and suddenly start trying to get seven to eight streams of income right away. I think I kind of have to build myself up to it. I have to recognize what my gifts are, what my talents are outside of maybe just writing and then kind of walk into those spaces and, you know, feel them out, see what I can do with it. Because in the past, I mean, I've, I've written blogs for companies. I've done consulting work on, on writing, on even web page development, things like that. And those were short-lived ventures because, quite honestly, that's not really what, I, uh, you know, my... I think my passion is in is in spaces like that, and not to say that I didn't have enough experience at the time to do it, but I just didn't really feel the gusto or the mojo to really do those those sort of side ventures at the time that I was doing them. But I was taking them on because I thought this would be a way to make a quick buck, right? Like this is going to help me build a portfolio. This is going to help me build my resume. And again, some of you out there, you might go. Yeah, I've totally done that, and I've made some pretty good money doing it. Okay, good. Great for you. But I just want to caution you not to try and take on too many projects at once because the moment you do that, you might end up negating the number one priority that you wanted to do from the from the get-go, which was, you know, write that auto, you know, that autobiography of some kind or that memoir or that that deep study that you were doing into, you know, some, you know, maybe a historical war or maybe, you know, a fiction that you were doing, whatever it might have been, we can end up running around following dollar signs instead of going to the things that really feed our soul. So that would be the second one that I w- that would want to caution uh, any creatives on as far as greed is concerned. And then the last one here, uh, my third one uh, as it pertains to greed, is that as a consequence of becoming a greedy person, or just the sin of greed in general, it can make it hard for people to work with you unless you know, unless they know that you want something from them. So let me just repeat that again. It will make it difficult for people to work with you unless they know that you want something from them. All right? So as I mentioned in my last episode about gluttony, if we become so focused on ourselves then we might miss opportunities to share our experiences and our lessons with other people. You know, we'll miss out on the ability to to kind of speak into other people's lives. Because this can actually help us increase our, our influence, you know, and our reach and and to network and connect with other people and actually learn more so than teach. All right. You know, there's a, kind of an old saying, you you uh, you teach as you as you learn, you learn while you teach. The same is true when it comes to sort of entrepreneurial ventures, creative ventures, writing ventures, uh, especially with the onset of social media, you have the ability to reach out across an ocean and touch someone who might be doing similar things you are, and they're doing a little bit differently than you, and you're doing a little bit differently than them, and you can kind of trade notes that way and become better and learn from that person, and they can learn from you. When being a greedy person in this area, I think it can create a bit of a stigma around perhaps your platform or your character even because as people begin to notice how you treat them and how you treat their time or how you operate around other folks that kind of 
bleed into your circles or begin to usher themselves into your circles, I think that creates a bit of a wall for other folks to get closer to you. I, I really believe that. And, and that's the true of any, I think that's just true of any sin that I've mentioned so far. And it's going to be a theme throughout all seven of these as I go through this series is that the more we turn inward on these kinds of things, the more we turn inward on, you know, purpose pursuits and, and just any of these kinds of, uh, you know, writing ventures that you might be on, it will create barriers and walls for other folks to get closer to us. Now, some people may look at us, especially if we've garnered a platform or if we have a, long, uh, a larger following, they might look at us and say, well, you're the key to me getting in, you know, and, that, and, and that's a whole other, uh, you know, a whole other space uh, to, to kind of talk about and unpack. And I've, and I've done that in other episodes. But I think when we're just kind of at a 10,000 foot view, looking at ourselves and wondering, you know, how do I treat other people in my community? you know, in these, in these avenues, you know, how, how am I seen by other folks that I've networked with? You know, have I, have I plugged in with them? Have they plugged in with me? Am I just viewing them as another stepping stone to get to my ultimate goal? Right. And people can feel that out about each other. Uh, I wouldn't say the best. I think some people have more discernment than others, but I think over time, especially if you've been in self-publishing for as long as I've been, you can start to see those kind of character traits come out in people pretty quickly. You'll recognize folks that that they're really just in it trying to make a quick buck and you're the person that they have to kind of, you know, nod with and pat you on the shoulder and then and then see you later once they've talked to you and they're they're gone. I would argue that you don't want to be that type of a person, right? You don't want to be in that kind of a um a space. So as you're going through your writing journey or your creative pursuit, whatever it is that you're that you're going after, uh, remember these kinds of things as you're heading out into that, you know, into that kind of unknown where you're going to be shaking hands with people you've never met before who might have similar dreams and they have their own passion projects. They have their own stories to tell. And we're all just, you know, kind of into in this thing together in some strange way. Uh, yes, we might be competing with someone down the street who might have a similar idea. Hey, that's just how it works. Okay. <laughs> that's just how it goes. And, I, I might unpack that idea in a later episode. I'm, I'm not real sure how how I'm going to do that yet. Uh, this this idea of like when you have a good idea and then literally within a month or two you see that same idea almost to the T come out in a book somewhere and you're just thinking to yourself like God, why was I drawing the short straw when that idea came down into my brain? Like when I downloaded that from whatever divine place that you were handing out. Uh, this particular story idea. Why was I the last one on the list? <laughs> Why was I the last one to get the memo? But uh, but anyway, that'll be for another episode. So this was this was the sin of greed and how it can hinder our creative and writing pursuits. So I, I hope you enjoyed it, and I, I hope you enjoy again these uh, these episodes I've been doing here on the seven deadly sins uh, with regards to our writing pursuits. I'm also going to be doing some shorter episodes, less than 10 minutes. Uh, I hope I can cut them to that kind of time. But I'll be talking about the narrative wars. Uh, there are narratives all around us, uh, different messages, different stories, all interlinking with one another, trying to garner for our attention and convince us that certain stories or certain narratives are truthful or that these are the way things are. So I'm going to continue unpacking that. It's going to be a pretty long series, even though they're shorter episodes, kind of punchier, 
uh, little episodes I'll be uh, giving throughout the week. So I really hope you guys can check into those as well. It's a concept that I just love getting into. So I hope you will enjoy uh, checking in with those episodes as we move forward here on the Writer's Lens in 2019. So stay tuned for the next longer format episode where I'll be getting into another sin uh, almost halfway home at this point. Uh, and I won't reveal quite yet what it is. All right, fine. We'll just we'll just say it's the sin of wrath. I'll be doing the sin of wrath. How on earth can wrath be tied to our writing pursuits? You know, you're 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 probably asking how on earth are you can do that, Josh. Well, here's my answer. You'll just have to tune in next week and find out how the sin of wrath can affect us as creatives. So until then, I'll talk with you guys again soon. I'll be sure to like, share, subscribe, tell another person. Uh, who might be writing books or is a creative person who might benefit from this podcast. Appreciate it all. Uh, and I will catch up with you again soon. This is Josh J.C. Alfalto for The Writer's Lounge.